I'm Brad Musburger. This is your home for the Brian Hanks Show and the VSIN Sports Network. Bet on the Bull, WRNF's Kinston. And welcome to Hour 2 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. Today is Hump Day, Wednesday, February the 7th in the year of the Lord 2024. This is Hour 2 of Episode 1018. If you missed our first hour, you missed a really fun first hour, didn't they, Mike Martin? always a good time not a long time but a good time. <laughs> it is indeed we had a great time talking to uh, gary smith the uh, head baseball coach of your reigning njcaa region 10 champion lcc lancers mike and i talked about uh, goodness gracious dude a little bit of everything we talked uh carolina clemson we talked uh just everything I mean, we talked about the super the super coal yeah. that will be uh the big game do you like that you know the the big game <laughs> that'll be taking place this uh sunday in las vegas nevada the taylor swift bowl the taylor ah i like it maybe that's what we can call it wait we're not gonna have to pay taylor swift if we say that do well, we? i mean i think she's doing all right <laughs> she's doing all right indeed but uh man a very for a very fun first hour and if you missed it you can uh tune back in here at 960 bet on the bull.com at three o'clock or Go to brianhanks.com. It will uh, it'll be posted there too, and uh, you can uh, you can listen there. But here in our second hour, uh, man, Mike Martin's going to hang out with us here, and uh, very honored to be joined here in the next few minutes. Former WCTI sports anchor uh, Brett Kennedy. He is now he has covered the Kansas City Chiefs all season long. Uh, Mike Martin for KQTV in St. Joseph, Missouri. And, uh, again, he'll be joining us live on our Spence Automotive guest line here in uh, just a few minutes. And if you're listening to us live, uh, yes, it's 5.02 a.m. in Las Vegas, Nevada right That's commitment. Now. That is commitment. Well, that is a good about, guy. So we, you were hitting the local stuff. Burt Potter was recognized last night. Yep. Did you see this? I did. The North did. Carolina Christian School Athletic Association recognized uh, Burt Potter last night for 25 years of coaching yeah 25 years uh, that's and a quality coaching too several championships in there too and just a great guy i think that's what uh because he was wanting to save it till the end of the season you know i mean i, I guess his guys know <coughs> but he didn't want it really out there that much but when the nccsa comes up and uh, honors you for a quarter century of service uh and it was very nice it was very kind he sent me a very nice uh email or not email but uh text message we messaged back and forth last night where he was like listen i was kind of wanting to save this till the end of the season but with them doing that i just didn't want to because I've, I've covered him since the minute i got here yeah so i've covered him for 22 years and he didn't want there to be any discomfort i think of you know it being out there on somebody else's media or whatever so sure but again mike that shows you the quality guy that he is and the kind of person that he is is that he doesn't want to hurt anybody's feelings especially like i said i've covered him since a minute pretty much that i got here and dude he's what uh uh lisa smith left a couple of years ago from south lenore uh now him leaving from uh bethel dude we've got copperhead left over at north lenore and then that's just about it that's going to be the only person that's still coaching since i got here howard woolley i guess he was an assistant and then became a head coach but for guys and ladies who were head coaches since I got here, that's crazy. That's crazy. Hey, Mickey Weatherton jumps in and says, we can call it the Swifty Bowl. Swifty Bowl. <laughs> what do you think about that, dude? 
Oh, I think we'll probably hear a lot about her in the next, uh, you know, over the next five days and, and, and good on that. I mean, it's an exciting time and, uh, it's going to be hopefully a great game. I think it's a, a great matchup. Um, I'll be, uh, interested to see, hear brett's uh take on it and it, analysis well you yeah. got to remember he's a, a gentleman who has covered uh kansas city all sure, year too so sure. i'm looking forward to that too and guess what joining us on our spence automotive guest line right now former wcti sports anchor brett kennedy he has uh covered the kansas city Chiefs since he left eastern north carolina for kq tv in st joseph missouri and he is live right now. And when I say live, I got to tell you, it's a certain level of commitment and a certain level of good guy who is joining us when it's 5.04 a.m. in Las Vegas, uh, Nevada right now. Good morning, Brett. How are you doing, my friend? Man, Brian, it's been a while, man. It's good It's good to hear your voice again. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm running on about uh, four hours sleep right now, but that's all right. That's Vegas, baby. Dude, Vegas, baby. Ha, listen to that voice. I know, like, dude. He's, he's my man. My man came out of the gate swinging. <laughs> like I was, I was expecting uh, groggy. And I mean, you sound like fire, dude. You're in midday form. And by the way, that's Mike Martin on the other side here, uh, Brett Kennedy. Oh, nice. How's it going, guys? Yeah, no, I'm. I'm so excited because so my sister's out here with me, and she's helping me uh, just kind of experience Vegas and uh, kind of help me with my live shots here and there. We went to the, the Welcome to Vegas sign late last night, and we go there, and there's a little crew there, and it looks like they're there. I thought it was a news crew sitting up for a live shot. They had, like, a light equi- lighting equipment out and everything. And the closer we get up, there's no one else around, and it's, like, at 11 o'clock at night by the Welcome to, to Las Vegas sign. And it was the freaking NFL crew, and they had the Super Bowl trophy right get there. No one else was around. <laughs> The Super Bowl trophy was there trying to get shots with the sign in the background. My sister and I got to see it. It was so cool. That's awesome. Wow. I'm just, I'm, I got to tell you, Brett, I'm impressed that I didn't wake up to a news report of a uh, good looking Midwestern man steals a right. uh, Super Bowl trophy. Right. <laughs> we, we, uh, we we debated it, but no, <laughs> we uh, debated it. The they kid. were they were guarding that they were guarding that trophy pretty good. So we were like, no, nah, we'll 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 pass. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, uh, very honored, like I said, to have uh, Brett Kennedy joining us right now. Let's get everybody caught up with you, dude. Uh, last time we talked to you, you were getting ready to leave Eastern North Carolina. You were headed to Missouri uh, for your new uh, gig, uh, climbing that climbing the the sports anchor ladder. To leave ENC, like I said, to go to Missouri. Uh, what have the past few months? Like I said, the last time we talked to you, you were about a week out from leaving. Uh, what have the past few months been like for you before before we even get into Super Bowl talk? Man, it's it's been wild. Uh, I mean, obviously, uh, getting accustomed to, to moving back to Missouri and and and, and Midwestern living, um, but uh, it's been fun. I really like my new job. My coworkers are really nice. Uh, so my sports director. Uh, became our news director at the station now so i am going to be getting the sports director position here i'm, I'm guessing in the next month or so we're training somebody oh, up wow to get, that, that's going to get my job uh on the weekend but uh yeah so now my sports director is our news director so that's kind of bizarre um uh, but no it's it's been great i've gotten to cover a bunch of different sports college wise i've been covering a lot of d2 stuff missouri western uh and northwest missouri state 
it's been a lot of fun. I got to cover their, their, their football season. I went down to Texarkana, Arkansas. They sent me down there to cover Missouri Western's bowl game. That was really cool. Um, I got, I've, I've covered, uh, a lot of high school state championships. I had to go down to St. Louis to get a soccer championship. I had to go to, let's see where else, Columbia to get a softball championship. Wow. Uh, I had to go all the way out to Cape Girardeau, Missouri to get a volleyball championship. And that was like a six and a half hour drive to get out there one way. Um, so that was wild, <clears throat> but, um, they've, they've, They've really given me the freedom to cover a bunch of different things here, and <clears throat> excuse me, but uh, and then every, I mean, you want to talk about professional? The, the Chiefs, I've gotten to, I went to every single home game this year. Uh, I got to cover their playoff game against Miami and, and froze my tail off in that cold. <laughs> it was like minus fifteen degrees, but that was incredible, incredible atmosphere. It was awesome to be back in Arrowhead and to cover the game. Um, they, it's incredible to watch the game from up in the press box. That was just an incredible experience there. Um, and, uh, I'm, I'm working, we're working on stuff, uh, later, later this year. Um, so the Casey current, uh, so the, the women's soccer team that's out here, that's, uh, Patrick Mahomes, wife, Brittany Mahomes is a, a partial owner in, uh, they're having a brand new stadium opening this year. And I think it's the only stadium in the world that is built just for women's sports. So I want to go to their season opener. I, I believe it's in the beginning of March. We're trying to get a, a press pass for that right now. And then later in the year, Sporting KC in Arrowhead is welcoming in uh, Miami. And, of course, Miami has Lionel Messi. So Lionel Messi is coming to Kansas City, and I'm going to try to get a press pass and go cover that. So just it's it's crazy. St. Joe is such a it's a smaller market than than New Bern, North Carolina, where I was at. But I've gotten to do a, a ton of a ton of great stuff out here. It's been really fun. Well, Brett, that that's awesome. I, you know, I was more concerned about the pangs in your heart from leaving <laughs> um, Brian North. <laughs> I know it's been. I, it, know, I know that has been tragic. You, but, you, uh, you cry every night, don't you, Brett? Oh no, I, I, I definitely do. But no, I, uh, <laughs> I love it, that. It's, it's funny you mentioned that, and it's funny you mentioned Brian. He reached out to me because I, I knew he would, because he's covered two Super Bowls before. And I was driving out here. He was kind of giving me tidbits on on everything, and uh, he goes, "Try to get stories for this. Try to get stories for that." And I was like, "Dude, I know, I know. This, I, you taught me this. You, that- this is what you taught me." But it's funny, uh, media night. Uh, Monday night we're uh, in Allegiant Stadium and, and it's freaking chaotic and I'm walking around and there's a ton of people around and he goes find me Cornell Powell if you can and send me back an interview of him wow now he uh, obviously a J.H. Rose alum and um, he's, he's from the area he got drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver hasn't played much for them all year he's actually been on their practice squad and I said dude he's not going to be there there's no way and sure enough I was looking around, and I turn around, and there he is. Wow. So I got Cornell Powell, and I sent Brian the, the raw interview because technically he's a, uh, he's an ABC station. I'm an ABC station, so we can still help each other out. Um, so I, I sent him that, and it ran in the morning news, I think, to, uh, yesterday. It ran in the morning news yesterday. So And he was like, you are the man. Thank you so much. <laughs> so I, uh, I, I miss Brian, and, and, and he taught me so much. He's one of the best bosses I've ever had. Um, and, and he, he's so knowledgeable about, uh, 
about the TV industry. And uh, it's been, I, I do miss North Carolina in certain aspects of it. I miss the beach. I miss being, I miss talking to you guys. And uh, I mean, I, I do, I do miss uh, North Carolina in certain regards. The barbecue. Oh, of course. But I mean, again, <laughs> now, now I'm kind of partial on that stuff. Cause remember I'm from Kansas city. Yeah. We've got our own barbecue. You, you, so, you but t- I do miss, I do miss some of North Carolina's barbecue for sure. You and Ted Lasso with Arthur Bryant's, but um, so look, I, I want to know about the media night because that to me is always one of the you know underappreciated parts of Super Bowl week, and yeah, it that you described it as chaotic, but in relation to other things that you've done uh, in the media, how, how would it compare? Nothing. Nothing compares to it. I, I, I said this to somebody the other day. Monday probably was the greatest day of my life. Wow. The greatest day of my life. Because we started the day, at, and we'll, get, we'll work up to media day. We started the day at Radio Row. And I was walking around Radio Row and, 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 and seeing all the sets, the, the Pat McAfee show, Fox Sports, uh, I mean, the, uh, all the radio shows. I saw Mad Dog, Mad Dog Russo, Chris Mad Dog Russo walked by, and I got to interview some of these guys. I found Brian Baldinger from NFL Network, got to interview him, took a picture with him. Great guy, really great guy. Uh, Michael Lombardi, former NFL GM and, and NFL executive, won a couple Super Bowls, went up and just grabbed him for an interview. Great guy. I saw Ian Rappaport walking around with one of his swab suits. He looked, <laughs> he looked stacked to the gills, and he always dresses great. And, and the crazy thing is, I'm walking around, I'm doing circles around press row, and I come down, and I'm looking through my bag, and I'm trying to get another camera battery. And this guy's standing right next to my bag, and um, he goes, having fun yet? And he was talking to me, and I look up, and it's freaking Mike Smith, the former Atlanta Falcons head coach, just sitting there, right there. No one else is around him. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And I was like, coach, how's it going? And he was so nice. I said, Coach, you're here. Can I can I grab you for an interview too? And he goes, Yeah, no problem. He he's been out of coaching for the last couple of years. But I was like, Oh my God, this guy's been to a Super Bowl, and he's just sitting there by himself. And I was like, it, it, And me, little little Brett Kennedy from who had been in North Newburn, North Carolina, the last four years. And I yeah, I, I grabbed him, and um, that was incredible. So then we we're working our way up, and then we get to media night at night at Allegiant Stadium. That was so cool because the team comes out. And they're they're playing music. The Blue Man Group is performing on the field. <laughs> like I, I mean, it that was incredible. And and then then when the press day starts and and you're you're bouncing around trying to go from booth to booth to booth to interview people, and I'm trying to soak it all in. And oh my God, there were so many famous people. And I saw Adam Schefter in person. That, that was cool. That was going to be um, my next question. If you saw Schefter, Did, was he on his oh, phone? Yeah, I saw. <laughs> I, I knew Schefter was going to be down there somewhere. Uh, I did see Schefter. Um, let's see here. I was just just looking around, and the coolest guy that I saw, and I turn around, I see this guy in the Chiefs jersey, and I was like, "Who is that?" It was Tech Nine. Tech Nine was the there. And if you guys aren't familiar with Tech Nine, famous rapper. Yep. Um, it's from the Kansas City area. He went to Chiefs games as a kid. He is one of the most. He is a diehard Chiefs fan. That's he, so he's awesome. Famous song. Red Kingdom, Red Kingdom. my favorite songs of all time. So, and and he's there, and I was like, oh my god, I've got to try to get a chance to interview him. 
and I tracked him down and he was so nice. He goes, yeah, I'll talk to you. So, and I, and I ran a clip of his interview on our, our newscast and he, he screenshotted it and put it on his Instagram page. Get out. And wow. so it was so cool. I got a picture with him and my sister got a picture with him yesterday because we saw him again. That was the coolest guy I got to talk to on Monday with Tech Nine because he is a Casey legend and that was just so incredible and, and there was so much I mean, Allegiant Stadium is awesome. It, it's like it's almost like you're inside of a spaceship. It, it's enormous. The ceilings are so high. And it was it was so cool. Again, Monday, I will never forget Monday for the rest of my life. I got to tell you, that voice you listen to, Brent Kennedy, uh, former WCTI, now with KQ2 out of uh, uh, St. Joseph, Missouri. And I got to tell you, Mike and I are sitting here across from each other. We're smiling ear to ear because, dude, you sound like a kid in a toy store, man. Yeah. I mean, you really do. You sound, and, I, and I say that as a compliment, Brent. I mean, you just... You're, you're giddy. You sound like a, a, a 10 year old in the biggest toy store in the world, dude. Oh, it, it really, I mean, and it's funny you say that because my boss, my, my, my current boss now, he, he texted me the other day cause I was telling him about how cool everything was. And he, he goes, he goes, I literally, he, this is him talking. He goes, well, I was talking to my wife and, uh, I literally told her that I just dropped Brett into a, into the middle of the biggest candy store <laughs> yeah. in, in the world. And he doesn't know what to do with himself. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I didn't. I, it, was, it was so giddy. I turned around. I was like, oh, my God. Look at that. Oh, my God. Look at that. <laughs> and it was, it was just it was incredible. And it's so bizarre. The Chiefs, obviously, it's the Raiders Stadium, Allegiant Stadium. The Chiefs and the Raiders are diehard rivals. Die hard. Uh, and it's crazy to see the Chiefs logo on the Raiders field. That, that was crazy. That was crazy to see that in person. Well, look, so my 12-year-old daughter would uh, would would crucify me if I did not ask this question. <laughs> You've been to every home game, covered the Chiefs every home game this year. You're in Vegas. Have you seen the woman whose name of which we will not speak? <laughs> the famous woman. Okay, guys, I hate to disappoint you, but I have not. Oh, I have not. well, I mean, but but my my uh, my parents have good friends, and they went to a game earlier in the season, and they they turned around, and there she was up in her suite. They sent us pictures, uh, so they saw her, and and I'm hoping to see her at some point this week. Um, but I mean, I've seen I've seen everybody else. I've seen Clark Hunt, the Chiefs' owner, a ton of times. Awesome. Gracie Hunt. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to think of. I've seen some other Chiefs legends in the locker room. I saw Tom Bahali, one of our awesome pass rushers from a couple of years ago. He was in the locker room. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to think of, of, of famous people that I've seen down on the sidelines. Obviously, Mike Tirico, uh, Chris Collinsworth. Um, let's see here. Kirk Herbstreet. Saw oh, Kirk wow. Herbstreet a couple times. Um, Obviously, with the, with the Miami Dolphins game, I wanted to stay down on the field so I could see Tyree Kill in person. He is so tiny. He's such a tiny little man. Uh, but he's so fast. It's incredible. It's incredible. But, uh, no, I unfortunately, I have not seen the most famous woman on earth right now. <laughs> and, uh, but it's, it's incredible, the, the vibe and the atmosphere that she has created. And, again, she's – She's got some naysayers out there that oh. say, quote, unquote, you've ruined the NFL. Oh, I don't know. They're, they're just 
she's there supporting her man and that's all it is. And it's a, and it's a, they're, they, I mean, you see, you guys have seen the clips. These guys are in love. Yeah, These guys yeah. are truly, truly in love. I've seen the way, just the way she looks at him, the way he talks about her in interviews. These guys truly respect their careers. They, they respect what comes with their relationship. I, I mean, I hate to, I don't want to jinx anything. I think this, this might be, we might be getting a, a proposal here in the next year <laughs> oh, and I, a half. Or so. I think so, if they win Sunday. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. On the field, after the, uh, yeah, as the trophy's been given out. I Pull, mean, pulls the ring out from his jock, you know, and uh, yeah. drops to a knee and hands it to her. Would that not be the storybook ending after he wins the MVP for the, for the game, dude? I mean, and that would be that would be absolutely incredible. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> but I, maybe, but I mean, I wouldn't be surprised this off season, this summer before training camp, if he if he pops a question. And my God, if she comes to training camp, because St. Joseph, Missouri, is the base, the hub for the Chiefs training camp. Get out. If, she, if she comes to training camp, the St. Joseph's going to blow up, obviously. <laughs> I mean, that, and then I'm going to have to go and see her in person. I just want to see her once. Yeah. Just to see that, say that I've done it. Just to see, oh, oh, I was there. She was there. It was incredible. Um, but uh, no, it's it's incredible, and and it's been awesome to see. And, and Travis has been so nice and 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 honorable, talking about her and respectful of her career. And the man shows up. He shows up when it matters. People have said all season, oh, Travis is old. He doesn't have it anymore. Have you seen these playoffs, especially uh, in the Baltimore Ravens game and 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 the and Bill, the Bills and the Ravens games in two games where both both times ah oh, the Chiefs aren't going to win. They they don't play on the playoffs with Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey showed up and showed out in both games. Like the the old adage said, great players aren't always great. They're just great when they have to be. And Travis Kelsey, my goodness, the past two games in the playoffs when it mattered most. The man stepped up, and that's why he's a future Hall of Famer. Well, if you do get to see uh, maybe the future Mrs. Kelsey, <laughs> I, I hope that she's not wearing a swampy ring that came out of Travis's jockstrap, as, uh, <laughs> as Hanks alluded to. Um, but wouldn't that be great? You know, he reaches into his uh, yeah. into his pants, pulls out a ring. I, I mean, I think they would probably bring in Jason Kelsey as like the ring oh. bear, bringing the ring out or something. I mean, it's going to be elaborate, but uh, but no, that's that's so awesome, Brett. Thanks for uh, thanks for sharing this stuff with us, man. This is so I cool. mean, yeah, no problem. And can you imagine? You, you mentioned Tra- uh, Jason Kelsey, and of course, shirtless Jason from the Buffalo Bills game. <laughs> if think about it, think about it. If these two get married, that man is giving a best man speech. Oh. At at you know who the most famous woman in the world's wedding that this man is giving a best man speech at her wedding can you imagine that that's incredible that is incredible and you talk about monetizing they can monetize that wedding stream it and people would pay and i know oh. i mean i've got relatives that would pay 1999 to, to watch that wedding it, it would rival royal family weddings yeah absolutely oh hey. easily Imagine the the guest list for that way. Oh, golly. Yeah. Bono would be there, you know? uh, Brett, can you hang with us for a couple more minutes? Yeah, of course. Yeah, you would probably have, like, one of her maid of honors would be Selena Gomez because they're best friends. And one of his groomsmen would be Patrick Mahomes. What? 
What? <laughs> like, I mean, that, that's incredible. That so. would be awesome. Well, Brett Kennedy's joining us right now. He is our big interview. And as you know, the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the Brian Hank Show is UNC Lenore Healthcare, nestled in the heart of Lenore County, right here in Kenston. UNC Lenore Healthcare's mission is to ensure exceptional health care for the people it serves. With a medical staff of more than 100 physicians, UNC Lenore Healthcare offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find at hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road right here in Kenston for all your healthcare needs or call them at 252-522-7000. You can also email them at info at Lenore.org or visit a comprehensive website at unclenore.org. And again, thank you so much to uh, Beverly Jenkins, all the folks over at UNC Lenore Healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of the big interview. Our big interview is none other than Brett Kennedy. He is live right now from Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, at the Super Bowl. It's Super Bowl week. Uh, hey, before we get into the big game itself and, and talking about it, what was this season like? I mean, again, Kansas City coming off winning the Super Bowl last year, not a lot. I, I mean, they, they had expectations on them. Let's not get it twisted. But then as the season went along, you heard more about Baltimore. You heard more about Buffalo, the way they came on later on in the season. Uh, heck, uh, even a couple other teams too, and I'm just staying with the AFC there, but again, it's Kansas city that comes out on top in the AFC. I mean, is that one of those things that, and one of the, I guess, refrains we've heard all season, especially here in the playoffs, Brett, is that Patrick, you just can't overlook Patrick Mahomes, who is becoming one of the best quarterbacks in NFL history. Well, what was covering them like this season, especially, uh, looking at it from that angle, Brett. It's been incredible because this year they, they faced so much adversity this year. And it started with the very first game, the, the game that kicked off the season against Detroit. You've got in that game, Travis Kelsey doesn't play. Chris Jones doesn't play. And then you've got the drop issue with Kadarius Tony, and they end up losing that game by a point. And as the season goes on, the, the everyone goes, oh, well, this, this offense isn't as good as it, it used to be. It's got drops. It's the penalties, Kadarius Tony's foot offside against the Bills, which was really disappointing because that play was one of the most incredible plays. Travis Kelsey laterally in the ball back to back to Tony for the touchdown. It looked like the go-ahead score, but this this uh, and and they they dealt with adversity and and Patrick Mahomes yelling at the referee and uh, and and almost wanting to it looked like he wanted to fight the referee. They had to hold him back on the sidelines, but this team dealt with adversity, but and they came back from it. Because of, of a couple of things, coaching, the great coaching. Andy Reid and his staff kept this group focused, under control, and said, let's right the ship here. We have a chance. We're, we're still going to win the, the AFC West. Just get us in the playoffs, and we're good. We don't care where we go after that. The, the, and, and this defense, this defense has been incredible. This may be, in, in, my, in my time that I've been alive, this may be the best Chiefs defense I have ever seen. And that's Steve Spagnolo getting this. And they're so young, too. That's the other thing. Getting this young group together and watching tremendous growth from players like Nick Bolton, the inside linebacker. And then when he goes down from injury, you've got a guy who took a pay cut to come to Kansas City and play linebacker. Drew Tranquil stepped up and played phenomenal. And then the secondary one of the the guy that had the most growth, in my opinion, on the defense this season, Legarius Sneed, he put himself into the top tier class and cornerback in the NFL. Did not make the Pro Bowl, and I was shocked that he didn't. But everybody was beating the drum on this defense for him to do that, and he 
and he's a great interview too. I've interviewed him a couple of times and, um, and he, he, his growth this season has been phenomenal. He's going to get paid where it, whether it be the chiefs or wherever he goes next year, he's in a contract year. So, uh, he's going to get paid next year. And just to see this defense just grow and, 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 and you know what they go, they, they, they take this villain role with pride now because this team, everyone's getting tired of the chiefs winning. Oh, here comes the chiefs again. It really, it, it's Mahomes and it's Kelsey and Aunt Sandy Reed. I think they're becoming the Patriots in that in that villain role, and they're loving it. They're really enjoying that. They like being the underdog. That they, they like saying, no, "All right, keep saying we're not going to win this game. Keep saying we're not going to win on the road in Buffalo. Keep saying Patrick Mahomes has never won a playoff game. Keep saying the the Baltimore Ravens have had the best record in the AFC all season long. Keep saying we're not going to win there." They're an underdog at the Super Bowl. I saw the uh, I, I saw San Francisco's going in as the favorite. So to see this team just topple adversity at one after the other after the other after the other that has been incredible to see because again this is what and I'm going to say the D word this is what dynasties are made of. There are years the Patriots had years where they're like oh the Patriots don't have it this year they're they're not as good as they have been in years past and Tom Brady and Bill Belichick would will them to another Super Bowl win because that's just what greatness is. And and that's what, I mean, this team's been down at times this year, but they've fought back and here they are playing in their fourth Super Bowl in the last five seasons. That is just, that's bonkers. Well, in typical fashion, uh, a, a great news, man. You beat me to my question. I was going to ask about the uh, the Chiefs becoming the villains of, Anyone who's not from the state of Missouri, chances are. But uh, so you beat me to that one, and we're kind of up against it. So I, I guess we need to get your uh, your prediction for the big game Sunday. Who you got? Oh man, well, I mean, and I and I want to be as unbiased as I can in this. You sounded but that, I, you sounded that way, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, I I I was I got to be honest if it was. Kansas City, Detroit, I would have been scared. I didn't think the Kansas City matches up better with the 49ers, I think, in my opinion. Um, I just – I can't bet against Mahomes. I just can't. And, uh, and all in the past and every every time I've kind of gone into a game, like, i got to be honest, that Baltimore game, I thought, you know what, We've this team's had a nice run. We've overachieved. If this is the end, I'm okay with it because Baltimore's so good. And they shocked me and they won that game. And I got to and I got to be honest. I can't bet against this team. I just can't. So I, it's going to be close. It's going to be close. I'm going to say the Chiefs are going to come away with a win, and I'll give you a score prediction here too. I'm going to say 34 to man 27. 34 to 27, Kansas City. It's going to be it's going to be a great game. Uh, I think it's an awesome story. Brock Purdy being in the Super Bowl, Mister Irrelevant, starting. In the Super Bowl, America loves underdog stories. Brock Purdy is it. That is that is an awesome story. And then you got the drama of Nick Bosa coming out and said, "Oh, well, the uh, the Chiefs' offensive line holds. The Chiefs that they hold." And I and the Chiefs see that. Everyone sees trash talk, and that's bulletin board material. And I can't wait for Sunday. I cannot wait. Um, but I'm I'm going to say the Chiefs are going to win thirty-one to twenty against the 49ers i love it so you're saying take the over for sure listen brett 
I cannot even begin. Mike and this I are sitting awesome. here. We've not this broke our awesome. our smiles haven't broke the entire time yeah. you've been on the show with us today. Dude, again, it, it would have been easy for you to say, man, it's 5 o'clock in the morning out here, Hanks. I, I can't do that. But, dude, you were up at 5 o'clock talking to us. Cannot begin to tell you how much I, uh, Mike and I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Good luck to your Chiefs, man. And I cannot wait, again, to look at your uh, coverage that you're going to be doing this week. Go to KQ2.com. You can see all the great work that uh, Brett's done there. Dude, thank you so much, okay? Roll over and get back to sleep. (laughs) No, he can't. He's getting ready to go to uh, some event, aren't you? Yeah, we've got a – we're driving to the Chiefs. I've got to go on the media bus. We're going to the Chiefs Hotel. I've got to be on that media bus by 6.30 a.m. So I had to get up this early anyways. And then we got to drive. We got to drive 30 minutes to the Chiefs Hotel, and they're going to talk about. I think they talk at eight o'clock this morning. Wow. So uh, yeah, it's going to be. It's a. It's. It's a. It's a like a madhouse. And you don't mind so it one bit, here. do you? You don't mind it one yeah. bit, do you? No, no, not at all. I mean, I love the scrum. I love the media here because it's cool seeing media members. I talked to some guys the other day that were from Germany. There's people here from all over the world, and it, it's just been really incredible to see different cultures. At, at these media events, go to cover and want to talk to these players. Brett, dude, you're the best. Thank you so much for making time for us. Hey, continue to have fun, and uh, we'll talk to you. I hope to, hope to talk to you soon, my friend. Yep, sounds good, Hank. Always a pleasure, man. And just, yeah, if you, whenever you want me on, it's always a pleasure. I, I love doing your show. This is awesome. Thank you so much, dude. Take care, Brian. There you go. Take that's, care, guys. That's Brett Kennedy, KQ2.com. Uh, the like awesome. I said, the, dude, that was awesome. You and I, we just get <laughs> that was awesome. We, you and I would make eye contact and just smile. I mean, dude, he does. He sounds yeah. like a 10 year old in the biggest toy store yeah. in the world, you know, Christmas morning. Yeah. And hey, good stuff. Good stuff. I hope I love my job as much as he loves his. Cause you gotta admit that son of a gun's loving his job right now. You know, he was awesome. I mean, <laughs> you know, and, and then the insight that he was able to provide and, um, you know, I, I, I think it's great. I mean, good well, very stuff. good. Well, I can't believe it. Listen, it is what it is. We're going to have days like this, not able to get the hometown heroes today. Uh, you know what? I'll recap everybody on tomorrow show. Well, I'll do that first thing in the morning, tomorrow morning. We'll uh, get all that in. Uh, just real quick. Let me tell you, Kenston boys lost Kenston girl or Kenston boys won. Kenson girls lost last night. North Lenore split at East Duplin last night. Boys won, girls lost. South Lenore, boys and girls were swept at Southwest Onslow last night. Parrot Academy, their season is now over after losing in the first round of the conference tournament. Bethel, uh, the boys lost at home last night against uh, Durham Liberty. But again, the breaking news that we had, Burt Potter, this is his last season. Green Central, uh, boys Lost at Washington last night. The girls won. Aiden Grifton. The boys won. The girls lost uh, last night. And Jones Sr. swept at Pamlico County. So, again, uh, Mike, thank you. Thank you for say- hanging out with me both hours here, Good dude. Good times. Hey, look, so have you made your Super Bowl prediction yet? No, you I'm going to wait and do that on Friday. Yeah, I'm going to save it for the end of the week. Yeah, gotcha, I was curious. I Mike, was curious. I appreciate you, buddy. I will see you this afternoon out at uh, LCC, okay? I look forward to it. Let's get John and Jonathan in here, play the birthday game. We'll come back and wrap up the Wednesday, February 7th edition of the Brian Hanks Show after that. 
Today is Wednesday. It's hump day, February the 7th in the year of the Lord 2024. Uh, levels all right for you guys? This yeah. is something you should ask us before we show <laughs> Yeah, probably. How about you, listener? Uh, yeah. yeah, how about you, dear listener? How's that busted you? speaker now? Wait a minute, I got to turn him up. I'm, I'm turning oh, him up. Oh, God. Uh, tell me when to stop. Is that good? Is that good? Is that good? Yeah, that's that's mine. You're oh, definitely shit. me. <laughs> <laughs> this is too much like a podcast. This is too much like a podcast. Let's get it okay, back to radio. Uh, John, I think. That's good. Okay, there you go. Two podcasts. So it was you I was turning up. Yeah, that's. I wish I'd have known that in real time. <laughs> <laughs> that's a nice shirt. Thank yeah, you. That is a nice shirt. I Take it, it off. <laughs> hey, uh, listen, uh, this is the birthday game. It is uh, brought to you every day by our good friend uh, Jacques Passleg and Goico Technology Service Provider. <laughs> Sounds like there are bees in here. That's just but, in your head. But this is, dude, if you knew all the voices that are going on in my head right now. I got an music, idea. That's yeah. why I'm holding the stick. Do it. <laughs> Do it. Don't Finish it. your thought. You uh, 2 is getting ready to wrap up their uh, residency at the Sphere, and they've got a new band that's going to be going. Yeah, in. the Dead and Company, which is essentially the remaining members of the Grateful Dead that are still touring. I think John Mayer is part of it. Um I can kind of see that because if you get into the spacier side of the Grateful Dead's music with all the psychedelics and stuff, that's kind of built for that. You know. And weed is legal in Vegas now, oh, so. Uh, well, I, and I'm not advocating. I'm just saying it's. Uh, did we smell a little weed when we were walking around? I'm just doing like, the John Dawson side eye. Just here like for recreational, you. I'm getting high. Weed is legal. Yeah. yeah. You don't have yeah. to pretend you have glaucoma. Nope. <laughs> nope. nope. They've got dispensaries. Saw those too. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm telling you, <laughs> you're just walking down the street in Vegas. Do, 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 well, look, <laughs> I've, listen. I've never done a drug. I've never done a drug stronger than caffeine my whole life. But I'm for, I think you should legalize everything. Uh, I don't know about like heroin and methamphetamine. I think you should heroin. You should just have a place you can go into and just shoot up all you want and just stay there, and and let policemen go after rapists and more, burglars. Morgan Jason. Morgan Jason. There you Jason, go. Yeah. yeah. Well, man, that's my libertarian friend John Dawson I'm coming just do, out. There. I mean, go ahead. I'll Survival like of the fittest. Well, Take one what we're, what we're doing now is not working, so try it for 10 years. Uh, dude, I, listen, I think it's ridiculous that there are people in prison serving 25, 30 years for selling marijuana. Well, I know because it's illegal. It shouldn't be illegal. Yeah. But if it's illegal and you do it, then you know what you're getting in for. Well, I'll give you that. Anyway, anyway, and I'm not denigrating our law enforcement. I love our law enforcement. If you ask them, yeah, a tell lot you. of them would tell yeah. you they'd rather be focusing on other things, but exactly. they can't because they don't have a choice. Back to music. Yeah. I want to ask you this, and we saved talking about this till we uh, went on the air here with you, John. Uh, you two, in my opinion, I mean, and I've been to 27 U2 concerts since 1988. Yes, mm -hmm. I know that's excessive. A little excessive. It is a little excessive. But uh, but when you go to a U2 concert, I would like, you know, it's usually people that are college educated and they're, they make more than the minimum wage and they are pretty, I wouldn't say affluent. I mean, John... Jonathan Massey and I are definitely not affluent, but we're probably you know, we're we're up we're middle class, middle upper class. This is what confuses me about the day. Okay, because you two, I could see. I mean, dude, we sat beside someone who flew in from South Africa mm -hmm. to see the show with yeah. her daughter. Okay, I mean, yeah. it, they and when you talk to people, when you see people, when you see people online, I mean, they're coming from all over the world mm -hmm. to see you two. Like I said, I think the average U2 fan is probably a little more affluent than the than the average Joe out there. 
that's what confused me about this dead thing about and i know it's not even the grateful dead it's dead and dead and company dead and company i don't think people and maybe i'm wrong here but this is where you come in i think people listen to the grateful dead are people that enjoy enjoy their ganja uh they're the people who uh, i don't i don't see presidents of companies and pop stars and rock stars that will be going into dead shows there's away. A, there's a lot of rich dead heads. Well, I mean, then go ahead. Tell me. Bill Walton, for instance. I mean, God knows. Well. <laughs> I mean, He'll be there every night. Isn't he rich? Probably. I'm sure he is. Okay. I'm I sure mean, he is. Um, there's people, you got to remember, there's people who would that just dropped out of society and all they did for big chunks of their life is just follow the dead around from town to town. You remember all that stuff, right? I do. I do. I mean, but people, they would sit up in parking lots. <laughs> And sell beads and stuff and make enough money to get to the next show. You're making my point. How but, are but they going to listen? And I'm not going to humble brag here, but uh, Jonathan and I spent a lot for those tickets to uh, when see the Grateful you Dead. The did, when the when the Grateful Dead did their official last show two or three years ago, they sold out a football stadium of like eighty four thousand people. Yeah, but the ticket prices were like twelve dollars each. No, they weren't. <laughs> No, they weren't. Okay, they were they were a couple of hundred dollars, and they sold it out. Wow, they're. Yeah. I just I don't know, man. U two has sold out. Hey, did you know this? Every show, every single show at the Sphere. Yeah. I just don't see Dead and Company. I'm a you, being on that level and B selling out every show at the price now, unless the prices are markedly less for Dead and Company than they are for. I know U2. you're trying to make U two look in a different light than the Dead, but I'm telling you, the Dead have been selling out tours since the 60s and they're not going to stop as long as dollars a ticket no for the fifth time (laughs) they'd have 12 dollars a ticket i don't know man i believe you go ahead i'll say this now when they announce that jerry garcia is going to come back for the show uh it'll probably sell out that would be well i mean that would be very messianic right i don't know what we're talking about (laughs) how long has jerry garcia jerry's dead as fried chicken yeah, he is. Okay. No, they'll, they'll, the Dead Company could sell it out as long as they want to play there. Really? Yes. Okay. I got to tell you, I did not see this one coming, Jonathan. I mean, I thought it was going to be like Britney Spears or, heck, if Taylor Swift wanted to go there. I mean, uh, Taylor Swift could sell the thing out for months See, my thing about the Spear, I mean, I'm not trying to sound, well, I'll just say it since we're just talking off the top of our head. I'm worried that that sphere is going to take away from the music part of it. And it's got to be based on what your eyeballs see. It's, the focus is supposed to be on your ears because it's music. Well, that's my concern. Um, you take this one, Jonathan. So, from just being there, um, I don't think it took away. I think it enhanced. Uh, the, everything you were seeing went along with the music, enhanced the music to a greater extent than you would expect. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it looks great, but what I'm saying is for, you know, it's going to get to a point now where a band can't exist unless they have a, a movie studio behind them on stage. Do you think that's where we're headed next for concerts? I, well, it just depends. There's some band you can go see Tedeschi Trucks, and everybody in the, in the auditorium is trying to see what in the hell is this guy doing with his hands because he's such a musician. They don't need video screens. Yeah. And U2 doesn't need them. They just, you know, it's. I would like to go there to see what it sounds like with all the speakers insane yeah it is insane dude you sit you feel like and and tell him if i'm exaggerating you feel like bono is sitting beside you it's so clear you know when usually you're at a concert and the you know they sing the song it's over and then the the guys want to charlotte 
What Dude. kind of concerts are you going to? <laughs> Rap. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of the concerts I went to were the Who, Pink Floyd, and the Allman Brothers, and they all have exquisite live sounds. And you could hear every word yeah. that the singer was saying when he was just speaking. Yes. Well, okay. Well, I must be going to wrong shows then because a lot of the times, and a lot of them are U2 shows and other shows I've been to, you can't really make out what the singer is saying. That mm-hmm. is what I guarantee you've never heard anything like this. It's when Bono is speaking... I swear, it sounds like me talking to you right now. It's that clear, that plain. There's no, you know, what, what did he say, Jonathan? Am you I know, kind of thing. You? I didn't mean to bug you. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's amazing. It's amazing. So, uh, I don't know. I just well, I wanted to pick your brain. I mean, I'm not a dead fan at all. In fact, I'm probably dead negative. When I was in college, I did not like them because it was just everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. When I got away from college... Uh, someone let me borrow their live album, Live Dead, from 69. I'm like, oh, I get it now. Once I didn't have it shoved in my face 24 hours a day, I became to appreciate it. Okay. I'm not yeah. a dead head. I'm a fan of some of their music, put to you that way. I like Touch of Grey. You would. <laughs> I know. I knew that's what you were going to say. Their, their most commercial hit of I all like time. I like Cherry Garcia. The ice Benadry's. cream is amazing. Yes. He's right. But every Grateful Dead album from like... <laughs> he just let that one just roll right the over. The first one up through like 73 is really solid. Okay. Really good stuff. Okay. What about Touch of Grey? It's fine. It's right. good. But they have 9,000 better songs than that, so we're not going to focus on that one. Okay. Anyway, let's uh, let's play the birthday game. Uh, it's that game we play every day right around this time. Uh, Jonathan Massey. You snapped John Dawson's three-day uh, winning streak to begin the month. Uh, you now trail three days to one. Why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, our good friend Jacques Passaleg and Goeco Technology Service Provider? Um, <laughs> well, Jacques Passaleg's a, a fine individual, and much like you two at the Sphere, um, when you call Jacques, you get nothing but clarity when you're talking about the office automation game ah. and, and the technology service providers that Jock employs. Ooh. That's right. You're throwing me off a little bit, but I'm going to keep rolling. Um, John would have already stopped by now. Mm-hmm. Sure <laughs> Try to keep trucking along. But if I, if you need a little help boosting your business, Jock is the man for you. He uh, He's turned what was a... What was a, a passion project into the number one radio show in Lenore County? Yes, yes right. Yes. Um, and he's done that by helping out with uh, some of our copy needs, um, whether we use it for the show or not. We'll never tell. <laughs> we do, though. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. I'm getting to print some money. Yeah. That'd be nice. Okay. What's the phone number? It's 252 252 286 286 5354. Five four. Or you can visit his website to goeco.nc.com. What is goeco.com or bucklesberry.com. Now back to you, Brian. I love it. Yay. I absolutely love it. I tell you what, why don't we jump into this? I've only got one. Don't go. I've only got one musical hint today. Oh, boy. And you're not a fan. Oh. So uh, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. This was live in Germany in 1995. He's one of those artists that Apple can't sign, so I guess they've got... Uh, Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks, indeed. Hold on. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm not going to know, so he's going to take a shot. Boy, he gets to go first. Go ahead. Well, no, hold on, hold on. He's already played a whole chord. How much Smart do you need? <laughs> Blame it all on my roots. That was really loud. Sorry. 
<laughs> you all right, right over there, Jonathan? Huh? <laughs> Garth Brooks. That is friends in low places. That is friends in low places. Got to tell you, saw him in concert sometime in the last two years. I can't remember. Went with uh, Linda and Paul and his wife. It was before the baby came, so I think it was last, was it last summer? Was it two years ago? Anyway, I got to tell you, puts on a good show. He really does. Puts on a good show. But are the are the songs good? I don't know. I knew this one. So that's what I'm saying. I mean, I've seen him visually. Concert. Visually, I'm sure it's great. I'm, are the oh, songs no, good? There was no. It's pretty stripped down. I mean, he has. He used to smash guitars. I've seen him do oh, that. Oh, really? It's blasphemy because that's copyright of somebody else. But who? Get right. <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it was a good show. I mean, I, got, I was entertained. And really, so you're saying if you, for I'm, your $900 a ticket, as long as you're entertained. I'm not trying to be a smart aleck, but if your ears were plugged, you would have enjoyed the show visually is what you're saying. No, you know what? It was fun because I got to watch Linda dance, and she had a good time. So you enjoyed her having a good time. I did enjoy her having a good time. I mean, those body parts were going here and there and up and down. I mean, it was awesome, okay? Anyway, John, you all right over there? (laughs) I love you, John Dawson. Okay, Jonathan Massey, how old today is the Garth Brooks? 62. Was it that predictable? I love the people born in 1962 because guess how old they are. Well, you stop it with the things. <laughs> I actually didn't even think about that. I was just guessing 62. Well, he is 62 today. He was born on Aha. February the 7th. We're going to rig it one month where I do the birthdays and you two compete. I don't think you two would want to be a part of that, though. <laughs> Get it, you two, the band. That was really bad. Uh, okay, you lead one to nothing, Jonathan Massey. You want to listen to this chorus? Listen to that fiddle. Listen to me cutting it out. <laughs> Garth Brooks, you get it, John Dawson. Uh, Jonathan Massey, you leave one and look right at you and call you John Dawson. Uh, there's worse things to be called. Wow. Okay, it goes to you. And this is just custom built for you. Remember a couple of weeks ago, or maybe it was a month ago, when I got the guy's name wrong that did the create that was a creator of TV Funhouse on SNL? Robert Schmeigel. Yeah, well, today's his birthday. But <laughs> I, who was it that I messed up? Robert somebody. Rob, Rob Schimmel, Bob Schimmel. Yeah, something like that. Well, guess what? It is really, truly Robert Smigel's birthday today here on February okay. the 7th. So uh, you're a fan, right? He's probably in the top three SNL writers, of, at least of the last 25 years, easily. Okay. If not higher. Well, very Him good. and Jim Downey and can't think of the other guy's name but yeah well i, I gotta tell you and i know what you're getting ready to say oh figures but i was always a big fan of the, the ambiguous the ambiguously gay that uh, was a really funny sketch it was cartoon. hilarious i mean it was hilarious. i think it started on dana carvey's show and when abc didn't have the stones it, it got great reviews it, it should have been on cable they tried to put it on regular tv yeah. but it was basically Chappelle's show before Chappelle on regular television but it started on Dana Carvey's show, and then they just moved it back to SNL. What time did Dana Carvey air? air? It was at like 10.30 on a Wednesday oh. night after Home Improvement. And th- <laughs> there's a documentary about it. It's hysterical. Okay. And they said, you know, the advertising was a very special Home Improvement. 
followed by the Dana Carvey show. You know, <laughs> <laughs> should not have been on that network. That's awesome. Okay, Robert Smigel, uh, how old is he today he's, over there? He's Triumph, the insult comic dog. He is hilarious. You're From the Mitchell one. Poupon. You're yeah. the one that turned me on to that, and just all the different places and red carpets. When they go to that go Bon Jovi to. concert, God knows. <laughs> have you not seen that? I have not. Oh, I don't boy. think so. Was it good? Yeah. Okay. They roast the band to their face on stage. And they're cool with it? Well, they act like they are. So. That's awesome. Robert Smigel, how old is he today, Dizzle? 64. He was born February 7th, 1960. He is indeed 64. Did you know that? I knew he was roughly Dana Carvey's age, and I think he's a little... Dana Carvey's like 68, so I just took a few years off. Goodness gracious. What were you going to guess? Probably one under whatever he said. Okay. Man, 64. It's one-to-one. Two perfect ones. Here's the next one. Uh, It goes to you, Jonathan Massey. He was in that 70s show in Two and a Half Men, but I will always love him for uh, his appearance in Dude, Where's My Car? It's... Ashton Ashton Kutcher. Kutcher. Dude... I've got that right up there uh, on VHS. I've got that. I will not throw it out because I like it that much. On top of it, this has been written in last. Eh, it's probably before uh, the turn of the year, before the uh, first of the year. It was on HBO. It hadn't been on HBO in forever. It was in the very beginning of it, and I ended up watching the whole thing. And then they replayed it, and I watched it again. It's I literally watched it. was very – well, I watched it up to where I had uh, picked it up uh, with the first one. I've never seen that. I was a big fan of his – the Kelso character on that 70s show was brilliant. Well, I'm telling you, Dude, Where's My Car is so stu- – it's one – arguably, it's probably – I don't even know if it's arguable. It's probably one of the ten – dumbest movies ever made it well, re- i would, mean it's dumb you would like that 70s show because it's kind of what <laughs> it takes place from 76 to ends on 19 in 1980 okay you would you would uh a lot of it would be familiar territory well i i think i and i've seen bits and pieces i've, I've never watched an episode all the way through you would, you would be addicted uh, did you ever see dude where's my car oh yeah you want to go get the tattoos dude sweet <laughs> yeah and it's in the middle of their back, so let, let's play it out here. So what does mine say? Dude. And what does mine say? Sweet. But what does mine say? Dude. <laughs> but what? <laughs> Go ahead. This is a third rate who's on first. <laughs> it re- it oh, it's not is. even third rate. It's eighth rate. Yeah, that uh. 70 show I think is funnier than this okay. movie. He makes a reappearance in um, that 90 show when they, the one that, when they re- Yeah, I saw it. he had on the suit and he and Jackie were still breaking up every 10 minutes. Yeah. No, nah, I don't think. Uh, is they that were, Mila they Kunis? Married. Yeah, she was in it, too. Yeah. yeah. Get you, do I get <coughs> Yeah, Mila Kunis. Mm. Have y'all tried to watch the, uh, you know, they've got a TED show on. Is it on Apple TV or on I, one of the streaming services? Yeah, on, I actually I watched the first two episodes of it. Kind of disappointed. Did you watch it? I, I, I thought head. they were doing another movie. No, they're doing it. It's a TV show, a streaming show. And it's all right. It's vile. And it's him before Mark Wahlberg grew up, when Mark Wahlberg's still a teenager. And oh, a Ted prequel. Yeah, it's a Ted prequel. Young Ted. <laughs> That's yeah. not bad. That's a pretty good way to describe it. And it's it's got moments, but it really, it drags. And it's just, and see, I love I actually even like Ted, too. I thought Ted was brilliant. I thought Ted, too, was pretty good. 
even though they were using the uh i know same uh, jokes they use some of the same jokes but you know comparing a teddy bear you know to a black person losing his rights that's probably not the the best thing you should do and that's really what ted too is okay let's just probably shouldn't be talking about it on the air either. probably shouldn't be especially since we're running long <laughs> yeah there you go but anyway uh who got ashton kutcher oh we've we not guessed yet ashton kutcher <laughs> jonathan 43. You say 43. What do you say, John Dawson? 44. You're closer. He was born February 7th, 1978, so he's 46 today. Mm. 46. One of the all-time great comedians, and I know all three of us agree here. Chris Rock. Today is Chris Rock's mm -hmm. birthday, uh, John Dawson. How, yes. old is, uh, how old is he today? 58. You say 58. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? 57. Ah. He went the wrong I direction. said 59. <laughs> he was born. He is 59. Hey, congratulations. No, he was born February 7th, 1965. And if I'm correct, that means you've already wrapped the day, right? Let's just call it. Heck no. Uh, you're going to need your calculator for this last one, though. I'll uh, just guess. If I've won, I don't care. You you lead three to one. Uh, John Dawson, uh, he's a dead person. Uh -huh. He wrote A Christmas Carol. Okay. Oliver Twist. And David Copperfield, among other uh, great works of art, it's Dickens. Indeed, it is Charles Dickens. He was he died in eighteen seventy. Died in eighteen seventy. Jonathan uh, Massey, you get to go first. How old would Charles Dickens be if he were alive today? My voice sounds a little bassier today than it usually does because it feels like it does. John Dawson, do I sound bassy? Do I have Richard Clark going on here? Not quite. Okay. Uh, 227. You say 227. What do you say, John Dawson? 226. He was born February 7th, 1812. So he would be 212 today. So congratulations, John Dawson. You win today in uh, pretty easy fashion. Four to one. You now lead four days to one here in, in February. Mm. Is it time to announce it, John, Jonathan Massey? Not yet. No time. Have day. to do it tomorrow. <laughs> no, I got to tell you our local birthdays. Jeremy Jones. Today is Jeremy Jones's birthday. Happy birthday to him. Happy birthday to Craig Dawson. Love me some Craig Dawson, man. Former Kinston High School star who uh, went to Wake Forest and is now coaching up in Virginia. One of the good guys, man. Happy birthday, Coach Dawson. Elizabeth Moon. Today is her birthday. That's Michael Moon's better half. Uh, she, she's a nice young lady. Jamie Sproul, who was uh, with us here and now has moved to Nashville, Tennessee, I believe. And I just thought she was just, uh, man, we, we miss her. She was uh, an amazing person here in town. Becky Hines. Uh, Becky Hines, uh, who used to be here. She used to be the president of Rotary, I believe. I wish I knew exactly where she was now. But, Becky, let me know where you're at now. Uh, but today is her birthday. Love her to death. Uh, Up-and-coming journalist Kiki Tenley. Today is her birthday. She just had a really nice article uh, about uh, Bud uh, William Bud Hardy uh, sometime in the last couple of weeks. And really admire her. Kiki Tenley, happy birthday to you. And then last and definitely not least, uh, Sandy Baggs. She, uh, when I got to know her, she was still, still Sandy Spence. She was, she is uh, Keith Spence's uh, ex-wife, but they're still close. They're good friends, and uh, she's a sweetheart. So, tons of birthdays today. If your birthday is today, like Sandy Bags, like Kiki Tenley, like Becky Hines, like Jamie Sproul, Elizabeth Moon, like uh, Coach Craig Dawson and Jeremy Jones, or Chris Rock. 
I refuse to be a victim. You should look at the tape. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And have a great birthday. We will see you tomorrow on the birthday game presented by Goeco Technology Service Provider. <laughs> <laughs> man, what a great day for birthdays, man. And and all those, man, some great, great people. But, man, Becky Hines, man, just made such an impact on our neck of the woods here. And uh, I hate that she's not around as much as she used to be for sure. But, uh, listen, uh, have a great birthday. Man, again, want to thank all our great guests, man. What a fun, fun show today. Uh, and our first hour, Mike Martin. Well, he stayed with us both hours today. Love you, Mike. Uh, thank you to Gary Smith. Head baseball coach of uh, LCC. Again, today at 2 o'clock, uh, Mike and I will be out there. Uh, come out and watch the game with us. It'll be a lot of fun. And then Brett Kennedy in our second hour, man. Just the energy and enthusiasm and excitement that he has for uh, Kansas City and for what he's doing is just amazing. Tomorrow's show, we will have in our first, uh, or we'll have Jason Bryant tomorrow. We'll have a couple other guests, too. We've got TGIF with IP, Terrence Copper, Paul Whittington coming up on Friday. Have a great hump day. We'll see you tomorrow on The Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College.